it down to dust. Yeah, um, miffed and peeved. Miffed and peeved. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be miffed and peeved. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeved. I know it. It's a real world. It's a real world. It's a real world. I don't use it, but it's real. Not in your vocab? Down to dunk. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Good morning or good day to you. Welcome to Down the Dunk, episode 475. You can find us on the CLNS Media Network. Check them out on Twitter. Follow them. That's where you can find us. Also, and always a part of DailyThunder.com on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Standard Time on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or of course, anywhere you subscribe to podcasts. Today is a little different day. Maybe the first time... Since like the very early days, we we did some Andrew J pods a long time ago. But usually we'll have like John Ham can come. Yeah, uh, John Ham could not come this morning. I did ask him, but it's just the so, two man. It's Andrew. This is like the and Jay. This is the original. This is it. Down to dunk right here. It really is. This is what it turned into quickly uh, yeah. early on. But uh, we kicked Luke and Taylor off the podcast uh, because of the fun conversation last week, and so. <laughs> It was such a bad take that they don't ever get it to come back. It was awful. The take is fine. Like, <laughs> have the take. But if we have to have a 20-minute conversation about it, that's the issue that I had. That's when I'm throwing down my mic, and that's when I'm out. I know. And you couldn't really tell on the podcast, but you like if you watched it on the Periscope, or Andrew literally got up from the table and <laughs> so decided mad. that was when he's going to go to the bathroom. But so mad. Uh, they're actually... Not off the pod. They'll be back next week. But we decided to still do it live just because, you know, it's just better. It's just, yeah, it's, it just sounds better. better, feels better. It just is. That's what the fry pot is. So the Thunder had a, uh, I guess, better week. Yeah, they 100% had a better week. You know, it's hard because, yeah. once again, those expectations are so high. Like, any game, like the Kings game, such a strange game. Yeah. Uh, the Thunder ended up beating them. You know, I think it was seven or eight or something like that. But the game was not that close towards the end. And they had yeah. the weird turn of events when Russell Westbrook got hit in the face slightly. Well, he got, he got like, swiped, hit in the face a little bit. He, I mean, he got fouled probably in three different ways. Falls to the ground because if you want to get a foul called, you fall to the ground. And then they call it travel. And that was, I mean, it was honestly a really bad call. It was a really bad call. But... You know, Russ tried to sell it, got mad. Who knows what he said? I'm sure what he said was really terrible. Yeah. And then he gets tossed. Yeah, you know, you just move on. Yeah. It's, it's just is what it is. So since we last met, they had that Hornets game as well, which was a strange game. Four o'clock tip, and the Hornets yeah. played the night before. Yeah. It was. And the was Thunder hard. didn't play particularly well. At least the starters didn't. But the backup unit ended up kind of swaying and winning that game. Yeah. They turned the corner starting the fourth quarter. Ray Felton being the greatest backup point guard in the history of Thunder basketball. Just generated really good shots. Yeah. And, you know, you can go glass half empty with all this and say, why aren't they just killing these teams? Like, why aren't they coming out of the gate and killing these teams? Or you can go glass half full and say, you know what? They're doing things that they weren't doing at the beginning of the season where they go and lose to Orlando, they lose to Brooklyn, they lose to all these teams. They even lose to Phoenix, you know. But, you know, with the Kings and with the Hornets, like, they are figuring out ways to engage and to win. Now it's like, well, why can't you engage from the beginning? But maybe they have to work their way up to that. Like, I don't know. because. But the truth is that they they couldn't reach that gear or figure it out at halftime or figure it out whenever earlier in the season. And they're starting to figure it out a little bit. Uh, but also these teams are bad. The Lakers, here's my take about the Lakers. I think the Lakers are the worst team in the NBA. I think part of it is coaching. Uh, part of it, like their talent could not be more overrated. Like I just, I think that Brandon Ingram will be good someday, Right now, I don't know what he's good at. Yeah, and I don't think the thing about Brandon Ingram is I don't 
he was comparing immediately to Durant, which is basically just a build thing, right? Like he's yeah. tall and skinny, Kevin yeah. Durant. Mm-hmm. He's not good at any like one particular thing, right? No. And I don't. I, he's not a guy that I watch play, and I'm like superstar status, right? Because what third year in the league, or is it a second? Third, third, third year in the league. You should be feeling out. No, second, second, second. Is it second? second? Yeah. You should be feeling out part, even by the second, you should be feeling out part of kind of who you are going to become, right? Yeah. And you're not even playing, like, you're not even the best player on your team. Mm -mm. A a true rookie is the best player on the Kuzma is the best player. Brooke Lopez, maybe. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. There's not really I think Randall even has a shot. If if he was given a proper role and they would actually go to him. Randall's really good in the first half for the Lakers. And then the Thunder are like, what are we doing? Well, they the Lakers went away from him. Yeah. In the second half. They put him 10 minutes in the second half, and he got one shot. I mean, that was weird. That was – I think the Lakers are not coached well, and I just think that their talent is overrated. I just don't think that – I think they're the worst team in the NBA. I – We've seen the Thunder play the worst teams in the NBA, and nothing has been like the Lakers. No, uh, and and I, we still have. I've never seen them with Lonzo. Like I know that their their yeah. win loss record with him and on and off the court is pretty different. Yeah, uh, Lonzo doesn't move the needle for me for the Lakers much. He annoys mm-hmm. me more than anything, mm-hmm. uh, which sucks for him. I don't think majority of it's not him, uh, right? So it's unfair, but it is what it is. But I. There's nothing about that team that makes me go, man, in three or four years, they're going to be awesome. Right. Which you look at the Kings and you're like, there's potential. Yeah. I don't think the Kings are great. I don't think they have the talent to really be outstanding, but they did nail this last draft and they're super young. I mean, they've mm-hmm. got uh, Fox, I think, is going to be a good player. I mean, his coast to coast dunk right after Russ did the same thing. That was pretty amazing. I really like it. I think Buddy, Buddy is, it feels like Buddy has kind of, backslid a little bit this year yeah i mean he could be a fringe starter yeah in the nba they they still have a long ways to go but scal i think it could be okay yeah, scal's fun uh what's is it frank jackson or no yeah frank frank jackson from no North frank Carolina. mason frank mate no well yeah the point guard who's the light-skinned uh uh shooting guard? justin jackson justin jackson yeah from north carolina who was somebody that was on the thunders supposedly the radar like draft express and all those mm-hmm. things uh i mean he's decent I don't know if any of them are talented, but you at least see something. I think Dave Yeager is a good coach and mm-hmm. is trying to get stuff out of him. And then who else do you can – the Nets. Nets will make way more sense going forward to They me. just try harder. I think they're just better coached. I yeah. don't know if the Nets have more talent, no. but they're better coached. Um, and I'm trying to think of any other team that would be coming that worse. Yeah, and the Bulls have had a weird kind of upswing. They've been good. Yeah. And, I'm glad uh, the Thunder got the Bulls games out of the way right, early. Right. That's <laughs> def- the, the Bulls are 100% the team that you're like, they shouldn't beat the Thunder, but they would beat the Thunder. Now. Oh, yeah. They would be, uh, if they play the Thunder tonight, they would yeah. definitely be. And getting Miritich back has been helpful for them. But that's yeah. that's your bottom five conversation for the morning. But So the Cavs or the Thunder, the Thunder beat the, the Hornets on Saturday. And then they beat the Kings, and that was a weird game. They ended up did winning by seven, ninety five, eighty eight. Mm-hmm. It would have been a far different outcome if Russell Westbrook didn't foul out or didn't get kicked out of the game because yeah. they were. I think that at that point they were up by twelve or ten. Yeah, and then and they, the, they had switched like the three the free throws. Yeah, momentum. Three got, free throws, ball back. It got weird. Yeah, and then you know they didn't really know what to do once he was out. And then they played the Lakers. They won by twenty four. And here's what this is my kind of take. So two things to say, and, and one of them is piggybacking on what you've been preaching for, I think, a week and a half. But the first thing is, like, we evaluate these games quarter to quarter as fans. It's like, so w- looking at the final score of the Lakers game, and then if you go through and look at the box score, you're like, any normal person will say, that's a great win. Mm-hmm. But we look at it, and we're like, man, they were, was it tied at halftime? Or they're up six, up I six think, at, at half. Mm-hmm. And so immediately we're like, the Thunder should have been up 25 at half. And Julius Randle shouldn't have gotten all the – you know, so we nitpick this team so just deeply that it makes it – I almost said not fun, just for fun. <laughs> but it makes it just harder to really kind of have a true evaluation of this team because yeah. – a 24-point win against a Lakers team is exactly what you're supposed to do. Was it pretty all the way? No, but there's not a single team that there aren't games where they come in there 
in they let a team stick around longer than they should. They came out in right. the third quarter, which is normally the opposite of what the Thunder did, mm-hmm. and and they blew the doors wide open and, yeah. and never looked back. And and scrub time. I don't think the starters played four minutes, which means they've this crew's gotten a great break they've leading up to Saturday's rest, leading up into Saturday's game against Cleveland. But the other point I want to make, and and then this is where I'll kind of quit this past week's conversation, is you've been beating the horn on. I don't think that's the euphemism, but you've been you've been really. Hoot, hooting the horn, uh, you, tooting the horn, hoot, hooting the horn and beating a horn, beating whatever you do, to, honking the horn of uh, the thunder's arrogance. Yeah, and I and, and I have, I don't know why I didn't say this last Friday, but I've been realizing it. Like they, Mello has given the best interview about that, where he basically admitted it. Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, we do that." Mellow's the best. And it needs to stop right now. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of has. Like it may only it may take a half for them to wake up and realize, oh, we can't just sleepwalk our way through this game. But that's what's happened. I mean, mm-hmm. they just they get lazy on defense. And then you even saw the reason I talked about it with Julius Randall is you felt Mellow personally taking it really like his work to body up Randall a lot more in the second half. And um, Mello also is making a lot of the headlines this week because he says his new role for the Thunder has actually made basketball fun again, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. Uh, because fun is the ultimate goal. That's, that's all we want is fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. And how much fun was Mello in that game? I'm talking about fun. Dude, I love him. He was, that was vintage Mello. Just everything was going in. The catch and shoot threes. Brooke Lopez trying to guard him on the perimeter, and he like shoved him like all the way to the basket, like just like stiff armed him all the way to the hoop for a layup. Uh, everything was going in for Mello. That was fun. So here's just for a fun take. I wonder if you polled Thunder fans right now, mm-hmm. if you had to choose one of those trades in hindsight at this moment that you had to get rid of. Like you could only keep one of those two players in hindsight. Paul George or Mello? How many fans do you think would take Mello? There shouldn't be very many. I know. But to have Mello, Vic, and Sabonis. Sounds pretty good. It would be a pretty fun <laughs> squad, but no. I mean, obviously, Paul George is the one with the greater impact yeah, yeah, yeah. long-term. His defensive ability and, and ultimately, hopefully, ultimately, his, his ability to make shots and shoot the three. I mean, he's shooting still at a great clip from three. And he is. down a little bit. I was saying, I was... Um, talking with a guy, Michael, from the Sports Animal um, up in Cloud City. I was saying, is Paul George the worst 40% three-point shooter in the NBA? Because it just feels like every time I look at his three-point percentage, I'm like, really? Like he's, right. he's hitting He's hitting what? Man, he missed. In that Lakers game, there were some like easy wide. And they worked the ball and got it to him in the corner. Yeah, get this. He's, he's shooting almost 43% from three this season, seven attempts per game. And for some reason, it just doesn't feel like that no. at all. It's really weird. And he hit, I mean, he came in in the Lakers game kind of towards the end, right before it became really trash time and just hit like three yeah. just smooth looking shots. And you're mm-hmm. just like, Paul. Yeah. Which I think it always goes back to the fact that he's trying too hard. Like every yeah. shot for him feels like, oh, I've got to make this one. I'm like, dude, just play the game. Yeah, that. But he also, I don't know if you heard what he said post game about Steven Adams. Huh. Uh, Fred was asking everybody about Steven and his offensive rebounding, and he said, it makes me feel like I can take whatever shot I want, and it doesn't matter, and Steven will just go get it. And I thought, that is such a weird comment. (laughs) You just told us that the reason you have bad shot selection is because Steven Adams is on your team. doesn't matter. There's no consequences to it, you know, 40% of the time. Oh, <laughs> like that's awful. Like you, you should still hunt good shots, knowing that even if you miss, that there's a guy down there that can get. It was. I was just. Um, I was like floored by that. I that stuck with me hard for for whatever reason. You're like tossing and turning at night, like Paul just taking dumb <laughs> shots because he didn't care. Yeah, I did a I did a video for Daily Thunder after the game and. Like, that's basically all I could think about the whole time. I was like, what the? Paul George, what are you saying? Um, but Steven Adams, it, he's averaging five offensive rebounds per game. Five. Like, some teams are lucky to get five by themselves, and he's averaging five, and he's averaging 3.7 defensive rebounds. Um, 
Steve playing the Lakers and Roy said this and it's the exact same thought I had. So I coach a group of second and third graders mm-hmm. and we had practice last night. It looked like me playing against them. Yeah. That's how bad it was. Lopez is not a great rebounder. No. Hadn't, hadn't been his whole career. Adams ended up at 10. He was 10 to 12 from the field. Ended up 21 points, 10 rebounds. He was incredible. He was very, very good. Um, and Stephen's been great. He's, I think we finally started to figure out, like, oh, he was struggling to fit, and you've been saying this, too. You've been tooting this honk horn. I've been honking this banging horn <laughs> and making sure everybody this, knows about it. Steven has been making up for the point or the shooting everybody. guard's defensive problems, yes. Mello's defensive problems, and, and you finally got to see with Dre back a little bit. Like, the defense kind of figured some things out yeah. in the second half. Sometimes and, you say those things, and you're like, I like 80% think that that's true. And then like... It's good to have it affirmed, right? <laughs> uh, when it happened, I was like, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, Dre, and he, he was back. He played like 17, 18 minutes. Or, um, he was... I mean, he, and he looked really good. Defensively, you could just... From the outset, I think that Thunder fans gained a huge appreciation for what he does on the defensive end. And you could just see it out there. Like the way that he just took Brandon Ingram out of the game just completely. He was a non-factor when Dre was in there. And also one of the biggest problems throughout this past stretch without him is that they leave a ton of wide open three-point shooters because when they're rotating, they misrotate. Somebody gets lost or hung up on something and then you get a wide open three. Well, Dre, I don't think that a lot of, I didn't notice it quite as much until the Lakers game, he, he'll recover and like find those guys and go get them, even if it's not really his responsibility. He cleans up so much, too. And so when you have a guy like Adams and Dre that are able to fix a lot of problems that these other guys have, it you you forget that, oh, wow, like Russ is always hanging out in the paint and waiting yep. for rebounds. And, you know, Carmelo is 33 years old. And, you know, Terrence Ferguson just really has no clue what he's supposed to do yeah. out here. Um, he's... He's impactful. And then offensively, too. Like, I think that he he has taken it to another level where he's not just sitting. Like, he's cutting, he's moving the ball, and he's not a, he's not a zero on offense anymore. He can't shoot it. He'll probably never be able to shoot it. But you don't have to be able to do that to have an impact. And so one of the, the stranger developments, and, and you and Alex talked about this on Wednesday, which is just a phenomenal podcast, by the way. But you and Alex talked about this on Wednesday, is that – at least for the first game, Ferguson got those second minutes instead mm-hmm. of Abrinas. And so it looks in one game sample size that that rotation is sticking with Ferguson as that backup unit. Which yeah. I think it'll change. If we know anything about Donovan, is if you don't like his rotations, just wait a few games, right? right. Like it'll change again. And so we'll see. I thought Ferguson was okay. Yeah. Ferguson didn't do anything to pop to me, but. I honestly thought that he he didn't I think he had a 3 and yeah, that was one it. of 5. Uh but beyond shooting, I thought that he had an impact with his aggression and the way he yep. used his athleticism. Yep. I thought he was, I thought he was really good in that yeah. game and he did things that Abrinas couldn't do. Uh just so defensively really, right? Yeah, yeah, defense and hustle. Yeah, was that the offensive game? rebounds like he like I thought is the game against the Kings that he had that weird putback? No, that was Lakers. Was it the Lakers? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I I think that my heart, the hard thing for me with Ferguson is I will always be like skewed against him because he's taking my son's minutes. Yeah, right. Like Abrinas isn't on the court, and so it's like Abrinas could have done that. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> constantly my movement. Ferguson like, oh, yeah. is, a, is a freak athlete freak athlete the thing that ferguson does that abrinas for some reason doesn't do is ferguson doesn't care he'll shoot the ball abrinas hesitates some like he's trying to make the offense move or ferguson's like i got it shoot it yeah so and that's not always the greatest thing for a guy that's shooting 26 percent from three (laughs) right season 38 percent from the field well let's really bad let's take a break i want to talk a little bit about some of our favorite people down at Anthem Brewing Company, and, and we're continuing to, to kind of push Festivus. If you haven't had it yet, we're still in the winter season, and you need to go get Festivus. It's a Belgium strong ale with holiday spices, aged in bourbon barrels. It's kind of like apple pie. Like, it just tastes yeah. that good. It's a very simple, easy drink. You can do it, you know, as part of going out. You can probably find it at your local <clears throat> bar. 
But you can also, it's a great one to pop open if you got a fire going one of these cold days. Pour yourself a Festivus. Enjoy that. Yeah. But they also still have their Lucy Brown Ale, which is their brown ale that's mixed with the elemental coffee. We had this the night we were there for our Festivus airing of Grievance. Yes. And it was delicious. It was really good. Yeah. yeah you guys got to go check out the tap room. You do, because they have beers you can't get anywhere else there. And, and I'm just telling you, you're not going to go wrong with any of their beers. You like Pilsner? Their Pilsner's fantastic. Their Pilsner's really it's good. one of my favorites. It is. I think it is my favorite one. Golden one, delicious. Their IPA is great. Their Ride yeah. or Die IPA, also fantastic. Ooh, yeah. Ouroboros is just a, a really delicious stout. Mm-hmm. And if you get wild, you should get some cold brew if you make it at your own house and mix a little bit of that with your Ouroboros. Ooh. It'll sweet you. So Anthem Brewing Company, they're the best. Go to their tap room this weekend. They always have live music or something going on. Mm-hmm. It's down on Southwest, what, 4th and Western? Fourth between Classen and Western. Between Classen and Western. And so go check them out. Support the people that support us, as you always have, and uh, check them out. So the other thing that developed last night. Yes. Not developed, but came out last night is. uh, Something that uh, banged on a a horn last night. Horn banging. uh, (laughs) Is the all-star starters were announced for the East and Western Conference. Uh, any surprises to you? I mean, the the boogie Anthony Davis starting <laughs> front court for the yeah. I mean, that was we- I mean, that's I mean, I guess you could kind of predict that, but that's a uh, that's a weird deal to have two Pelicans starting when they're like a team that's just hovering around five hundred all season. Um, but I think that stems from the fact that there's just not a ton of bigs. I mean, I would almost like. Prefer them to put like three warriors there, even. Yeah, or um, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns. I think Towns, is one of the top. Well, I think, and the the biggest, if if we're talking snubs, people that feel snubbed, Lamarcus Aldridge should be oh, the yeah. starting he's had a center. Great beginning yeah. of the season. He's, he's been great. I mean, they're talking. You're talking a top three seed in the West that hasn't had Kawhi Leonard. That's missed Rudy Gay for a lot of time. That's missed Tony Parker. And who's been the offensive hub? It's been LaMarcus, and he's been really good. And if he had any semblance of a personality, he you know, would easily be the starter. But uh, he plays for the Spurs, and he has no personality, and that's why Boogie is starting. Yeah, and so the way they vote nowadays, I think it's 50% fan vote and then 50% between media and players. Or they yeah, maybe media and players. It, is it yeah. 50%? And so you see in that that, first off, like, some of the votes are coming out for the players, and the players aren't taking their vote seriously. Uh, I don't know. It's a weird way to decide starters. But I think all of these – it's not like somebody got in that wouldn't have been an all-star probably otherwise. Do you think Joel Embiid would have been an all-star regardless? Like if only the coaches decided it or the yeah. media? Yeah, he's been incredible. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's not like that's that crazy to think of. But, yeah. yeah, the DeMarcus Cousins one is the most surprising. But, yeah, like you said – I mean, so Paul Aldridge. George was like the second guy out. It was Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Demarcus, and then Draymond was next, and then Paul George. Yeah. Lamarcus was after Paul George, which is kind of crazy. And then Towns, Kawhi, Mello was next, Kuzma, and then the most surprising thing to me was that the next guy up before anybody else, before Blake, before any of these Lakers guys, Steve, Stephen Adams. I know, which is uh, pretty great. Yeah, it is pretty awesome. And poor Marcus Saul. Like Marcus Saul has fallen off a cliff this season. Yeah, thank God we didn't trade Stephen Adams for him. <laughs> Who knows though? I mean, Memphis is not a very good situation right now. It's not, and he's obviously not very happy. Which Memphis is somewhere where maybe at some point we could look at a potential piece that that yeah, Randy have, Foy kind of trade from there. Maybe. Yeah, they have two good players. Yeah, I know. That's, that's <laughs> why I don't really want anybody. <laughs> So one of the things that Andrew and I wanted to do before we – and we're going to try to do this pretty quickly is the way that the starters are going to be uh, divvied up, instead of it being Eastern versus Western, it's going to be a draft. And so Steph Curry, who's the leading vote-getter in the Western Conference, LeBron James, who's the leading vote-getter in the Eastern Conference, get to draft their teams, mm. and uh, which is kind of fun. It's done, closed doors. 
because nobody wanted guys, to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah, and obviously there would be fights, and people would be going through back hallways to <laughs> try to <laughs> yell rockets, at people. Who knows what they would do? Austin uh, Rivers would show up and just try to <laughs> piss everybody off. That would, you know, what that would be great TV if Austin Rivers was the moderator for the yes, All Star Draft, yes. and he was the guy that was like, "Okay, LeBron, who do you just, want?" And he got to taunt people. You don't want to pick him. He's that would be right. I mean, who doesn't want that? I know. Hey, listeners, you want to take over the full Tell me somebody who doesn't want Austin Rivers (laughs) to be the host of the all-star draft TV show. It would be the greatest thing ever. So here's – so real quick before we move on to that. Like, do you think Paul George makes the all-star team? I think he does. What about not mellow? No, no, no. No, I I think it's – I think Russ Russ and Paul Paul George. George. I think they both make it. Is there a part of you that kind of – so for me, in the depths in the back of my mind is I want to say – I hope Paul Georgia doesn't make it. Why? Just so possibly he could have that Dame Lillard post All Star break run, but then it's also well, not a good look for the. Thunder. I was talking to Royce was talking about this the other day. It would not be good. No, if, if he, he didn't, didn't make, make the All Star team. If yeah. he go, yeah, I mean, because if he's a Laker, he makes it. Period. He probably is a starter. He could be, but I mean, the Lakers didn't get anybody in this year. But Kuzma was way higher than he should have been. But. Anyway, he yeah, would, he needs to make the All-Star team. He needs to make the All-Star team. He like, got a decent fan vote, so I feel don't feel too. Yeah, he needs I know, to make the I All-Star know, team. I know, I know, I <laughs> know. All right, so and he, he'll be a fringe guy. Like there, it's not, it's not a slam dunk. It's, it's not. Yeah, and the Thunder need it to be. Hopefully, people re- recognize like how, influ- how important he's been on defense because yeah. his numbers aren't going to jump out at the you. Co- I mean, it's. It'll, coaches, the coaches will decide. So I don't know. Yeah. That'll be a nice a little, thing to stretch out, stress ner- out about for the next nervous week or that. two. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna do this real quick, and Andrew's gonna be LeBron, who's the number one pick, and I'll be Steph. And so we're just gonna divvy out the starters who you'd pick. So as LeBron, who's your first pick in the All Star Draft? I'm taking Kai. Just kidding. <laughs> Not taking you, Kyrie. You big idiot. <laughs> I'm taking James Harden. Ooh, LeBron and James Harden. Well, this is weird. I'm going to take Kevin Durant. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. Bring, I know. But I thought about LeBron and Kevin Durant on the same team. He probably he, he probably will take KD. I would assume so. But Harden makes sense, too. But I can't take KD. So I'm not going well, to. I'm I, was, curious, I, I was kind of hoping that we could make KD the last pick. I know. I should have just <laughs> been like, yeah, last one that's sitting on the sidelines. Uh, Giannis. Giannis. Okay, so Giannis, LeBron, and James Harden. That's pretty nice. So far, I have KD... I'll take Anthony Davis. Okay, that's a good pick. Um, snap. I'll take Joel. Oh, gosh. Then I'll take... Oh, I just wanted to do this for my own sake. Um, I'll take DeMarcus Cousins. Okay. <laughs> you're, kind of, you're kind of backing me into a corner to take Kyrie Irving. <laughs> No, I'm trying to get you to take Demar. <laughs> Demar will be the last pick, right? <laughs> Without question. You just, I think, yeah, you have to take Demar. We'll take Kyrie. Yeah, so I'll take Demar. <laughs> All right. So I got Steph, Steph, Kevin Durant, Demar Derozan, Anthony Davis, and Boogie. So we had one player switch conferences. Yeah, James Harden went to the East. Yeah, and I got. Uh, Demar, Demar, Demar. <laughs> which Demar's fine. He's just he's the most good. like law superstar. Yeah, in the world. he's really good, but for whatever reason, he doesn't excite you at all. No, no, and he's not a fun all star unless you get him out dunking. But yeah, really, it's like oh, cool mid range shots, great. How exactly. would you have felt if Victor Oladipo was the all star starter? I'd have loved it. Yeah, I'd have been so happy for him. Yeah, he'll definitely make the all star team. There are a lot of people that voted for him. That's awesome. Royce voted for him to be the. Starting really? guard in the East. That's fantastic. Yeah, he's 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 been so good. He's been so good, and I you just have to kind of wonder what he would have looked like in OKC because summer he, of internal development. He man. changed he changed his body over the summer. He got better. Like a lot of people, are like well, he's better because he's not playing under the shackles of Russell Westbrook. It's, not it's true. like well, he. I think that. Some of it, it's maybe like ten to twenty percent true. Yeah, having a different role. Being the guy, different, and he's. I, I'm. I'm just glad that he's had the opportunity. Yes. He's thriving. He will. I. He's unquestionably an all star, um, which is really cool to see for 
a guy that, you know, didn't have a great career in Orlando and then goes to OKC and he had a good season. Everybody thinks that he was awful in OKC. He wasn't. He was awful in the playoffs. Awful. But he had a good he had a good run in the regular season with Oklahoma City. They did I think that they didn't use him well. They did not. It was the year of Russ, and so everybody else it just was. took a weird But they should. Seat. But in hindsight, you sh- Samaj Christian should have been the third point guard. Yep. And Vic, they should have staggered Vic and yep. Russ and let Vic run the second unit Absolutely. and get comfortable doing that. Yeah. I think they're, I mean, I think they probably put three or four wins on the table that they wouldn't have, and then maybe they're better in the playoffs. Yeah, you're, you're better because you have that role established and you don't have to play. You didn't roll to it yeah. last minute in the playoffs. But, right. And I also wanted to see. I think Domas as a backup center would have been a, a awesome. Yeah. Well, and but you had Canner. I know, but you know, like hindsight's how you evaluate everything, which is unfair. But yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. A, yeah. Well, let's go to some TQs. Let's do it. Twitter questions. This first one is from at Richards Bryce thirty five, who asks: Is it possible that the Spurs start sliding and OKC catches them? If you haven't heard, Kawhi Leonard is out indefinitely again with a torn – is it a torn shoulder? A partial tear. Yeah, a partial tear in his shoulder. I don't know. It's just a bad season for Kawhi. I think a partial tear is just a tear. So it's three – there's three There's three behind in the loss column to the Timberwolves and I think four behind to the Spurs. That's a lot of games to catch up with. <laughs> I know. Post up. Um, and I just don't ever see the Spurs ever sliding. Um, yeah, don't 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 start predicting the Spurs to slide because the Spurs they don't do that. They'll lose a game here and there. They'll have a you know maybe they'll have a three game losing streak here and there, but they're not. They they just don't lose. It's a they have a culture of winning. They have guys that just step up, and, and I, the, I'll just never stop believing in it, the Spurs. Yeah, and it's hard for me to think like you would have to flip flop the norms for both of these teams where it's like the Spurs would have to lose five in a row and the thunder would have to win five in a row like you know like not really that straightforward but you'd have to turn the spurs to a team that loses consistently and then make the thunder a team that wins consistently which has not been the norm for either one of those teams yeah i'm not saying it's impossible i i i mean the door is open for this to happen for okc if they can just rip off like 18 out of 20 games or something like that but that's that's not the way this Thunder team is played, and maybe they can turn it on and do that. Awesome. That would be great. Uh, but I, I, I'm not in the business of predicting the Thunder to rip off 18 no. out of 20. The Spurs do. The next The next three are at Toronto, which could be a loss. That, yeah, that's a tough. Then a tough home game. versus the Pacers, probably a win. And then they're back, or they're at home again to play the Cavs. So they could go one and two in that stretch, but they also could go three and oh because of the Spurs. So one and two, and yeah. at the same time, the Thunder, if they could put a 3-0 and in the midst of that, like, yeah, you're looking at a game that separates them, and who knows at that point. Uh, and I think this this is just another part of that question that goes back to the, everybody wants the Thunder to get the three seed because it's looking more and more like the Warriors are, without a doubt, the number one seed in the West. And so, yeah. Um, but no, I don't think, I, if I was betting, man, I would not say that the Thunder are going to catch the Spurs or the Wolves. I think they're probably in that five seed pretty solid. Maybe. You never know. Which at that point, we'll start talking in about a month and a half or two months. Like, do the Thunder need to get the six seed? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, legitimately, that might be a thing. But I don't know. We'll see. I think they'll end up being four or five. That would be my prediction. But the three seed is not impossible. uh, Because I I don't think the Timberwolves are going to be just on fire the rest of the season. And I, I... I think at some point they're going to slow down a little bit because of how many minutes they're playing their starters. I mean, yes. And so, Which is what Thibodeau always does. Yeah. I think they'll slow down some toward the end of the regular season, and the Thunder may have a shot. And I don't know how – I mean, the Spurs said that Kawhi will come back sometime this year. Yeah. It and could I don't be know if, March. <clears throat> it, does that mean September? Like, right. I don't know what that means. Yeah, could it be the calendar he's, year? He's, yeah. <laughs> he's out indefinitely. And so I don't really know what that means. It could spell trouble for the Spurs. It could. So, like, there's a there's hope there for yeah. the third seed for the Thunder still. So, uh, yeah, and I, yeah, you just got to – I've got to see more consistency from the Thunder more than anything. And so right yeah. now it's, it's three steps forward, two steps back for them, which is going to leave them right where they are. Mm-hmm. Next question from at Re, Regine – 
Ragin Asian Yeah, there you go. Ragin Asian OKC. That's a great name. Uh, once I figured it out. <laughs> Do you think Presti will make a small trade like when he added Randy Foy or a bigger one like Taj Gibson? Any teams left for him to Jedi mind trick to a surprising trade? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's always an opportunity for Presti to make a bigger splash because he's got he's got some chips in like an Alex Abrinas that I think a lot of teams would like, depending on if they would trade him or not. Uh, so, I mean, there's there's definitely opportunities out there. I mean, what teams are going to be offloading players? That's I mean, that's kind of the, the problem is that there's not a ton of teams that are just looking to like completely get out. Uh, you just kind of have to look at the the bad teams that have veterans on their, on their squad. You know, you can look at a Phoenix Suns team. You can look at the Kings are still an option for that. I think Utah is yeah, Utah. a team that should offload some of their vets. Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Atlanta is, I mean, they're actively trying to get rid of Bellinelli and Ilyasova. You know, Bellinelli would help. <clears throat> There's a lot of people who ask people to send trades. Last night, a lot of people are sending, like, Alex Sabrinas for Bellinelli. And it's, I mean, Bellinelli's not worth that much. And does does Billy does Billy give him a shot if he's not committed on defense? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Um, I think, honestly, if they can figure out a way to deal, like, Houston and something in, like, the Celtics second rounder, that's coming in 2018, then I think, okay, like that's enough for Bellinelli. Like they're not going to get, maybe they get a better, a little bit better of a second round pick, but you're not getting Alex Abrinas yeah. for Bellinelli. And I, know, I know that people are down on Abrinas, but it's, he's an expiring deal. Like you don't get anything for, I mean, there's even a chance that nobody trades for Bellinelli and he gets bought out. Yeah. And the same thing for really is Sova. So, if they're like on the fringe of being bought out or traded for something, you're not going to trade an Alex Abrinas for him. But there's there's certainly some teams uh, that will be active at the trade deadline, and Sam Presti has made more trades than anybody. And so, if you're predicting if he'll make try to make a splash, I don't know if it'll be as good as the Cameron Payne deal because I think that that was just a, a steal. Uh, but you know, it's it it just. It remains very interesting that the Thunder have all these needs at the trade deadline, and you have a general manager that's really aggressive. So, yeah, we'll see. Yep. Um, next question to follow up to the discussion from Wednesday's podcast. This is from at R. Warren Beck. What is an eight man playoff rotation if the Thunder don't make any trade deadline moves? So, obviously, if you're starting five, so who are the really the three guys that sub, right? Yeah, Patterson, Grant. Yeah, there's no way he's not in the playoff rotation. I know Billy loves him some Grant. He does. So I think it'll be broader than eight, more than likely. It'll probably be nine or it, the Thunder will be nine or ten. The way that Billy plays, and it will be depending on the matchup, depending on who they play, depending on the game. You'll see. So let me give you a couple guys, and you tell me if they're in the rotation. Well, Fel- Felton for sure. Felton. Yeah. So that's your eight. If you're at eight, you're done. Yeah. But that's it'll be more than that. Houston's. Matchup dependent. Yeah. I think Houston gets minutes, which will be even sadder that we didn't pick up his really cheap option. Um, what about Ferguson or Brinus? Those are the guys that I'm, I could I could see them playing sparsely. Yeah. I don't see them playing much. Matchup dependent. Yeah. Uh, which sucks because this team needs shooting um, pretty badly. And obviously Ferguson's not really a shooter, but Abrinas is shooting 38% from three on the season. That's why you hope that they trust Patterson a little bit more. That dude's growing in confidence. Yeah. He's shooting this, almost the exact same percentage from three. He's been better. I think they're going to rely heavily on him going forward, and I think they should. Um, but, yeah, that's what it is. I think it's Grant, Patterson, Felton are your for sure guys off the bench. Which, when you say that, it's that reminder that goes back to that question we just had where it's like, the Thunder are going to make a move. Something. Yeah, yeah. Whether and, it's a buyout, whether it's somebody that they can, you know, convince somebody to trade them for mm-hmm. peripheral pieces. I think they're going to hesitate to trade Abrinas. I think they like the potential of Abrinas. Yeah, uh, I agree. But how much do they want to go all in for this season is the big question. So... All right, next question from at Jess2437. What's up, Jess, from New Zealand? 
And uh, she asked you, what's it like being around incredibly tall people a lot? Uh, I mean, it's they're just massive humans. Like, you just don't feel like we're, like, the same. Like, there's just no way that, like, Stephen Adams and I are both human beings. But <laughs> They're a different species. <laughs> the The awkward thing is, so, in the locker room, there's, like, this whiteboard, and that's where they, they stand in front of this whiteboard to be interviewed. And the media make, like, this, like, semicircle, like, all the way around this board, and everybody wants to be in their spot so bad that everyone just stands there and waits. And so the players have to, like, excuse part, me, excuse part, me. part yeah. the media through and to get through, and it's always so awkward. And I always feel like I'm always in the way, and I feel like I'm always moving in the wrong direction every time they come <laughs> toward me, and that is just incredibly awkward. Yeah, I can imagine. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm just like, I just, I, I don't want to, I, I, I don't want to be in your I way. just want to be your friend, Carmelo. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, here's a fun question from Daniel. Why you are Nope. What is that? Why Yurch Inc. One. I'm as bad as Lucas. Daniele <laughs> Yurching One. Uh, oh, that's his actual name, Yurchinko. Okay. That's great. Uh, <laughs> would you rather have Steven Adams' strength, Mellow's coolness, or PG 13's don't care demeanor? I'll eliminate Paul George's immediately for my contention. Yeah. Mellow's coolness. Yeah. I want to be able to wear those hats. Also, like you can't be strong like that your whole life. No, but you can be cool like that forever. I Mello's coolness will just age well. Oh man, can you imagine like eighty year old Mello? I know like, he's gonna be the coolest guy. I want that. This is also an easy question for me from at Trust the Void. If you're going to sneak into the Warriors locker room to fight, who on the Thunder would you take with you? The answer is Stephen Adams. Yeah, I just don't know that Adams would want to be any part of that. It's growing, man. I feel it. He's getting he's getting a little more pissy as yeah. You know who was the first one that got up when Russ got fouled and nothing got called? Adams got in the ref's face. Yeah, and he does this thing where he skips whenever like if there's a bad call, like he will do like this like angry skip toward the referee, cussing in his own head under under. I mean, he's the like if you really ultimately if you want someone to fight on your side, it's it's him. Number one, NBA players don't really fight. Yeah. Except for, I guess, Aaron Aflalo, who punched, uh, what's his name? Bielitsa. Yeah, punched him in the back of the head. That was cool. Uh, That was strange. Um, But other than that, most of the time that didn't happen. So I'm so over this Clippers-Houston weird locker room fight. Like ESPN is covering it almost nonstop. It's strange. Yeah. but uh, It's interesting. Who would you take other than Adams? Like anybody else that you think could really throw down on the Thunder? Russell. You think? Yes. I think Russell shh, is all talk. I think in the I take Russell's dad in the moment. I think Russell. Yeah, just the th- the fact that he yells at people while not looking at them just makes me feel weird. You know, he's like he'll he's like cussing. You know what you it out makes me feel like? At the wall, he's a psycho. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe I need to be back on that. Give train me a, instead. Give of me like, a psycho. Yeah, you're right. Give me a psychopath. <laughs> Russell's Russell. also the guy that would like. If the fight goes down, he'll do anything to win kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's who you want on your team. He's pulling hair. He's doing all kinds of yes, stuff. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> all right, next question. The Brody 2020. Would you rather Grant or Ferguson in the dunk contest? Uh, Ferguson. I think he'd be more creative. Um, he won the – I mean, it doesn't – he won, like, the high school one. Yeah. The so, some pretty so did Nick dunks. Collison. Stop so. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, so maybe Nick <laughs> – Ferguson's incredible, and he's an incredible athlete. He'd be a lot of fun to have out there. Can Grant do crazy stuff? Because I just feel like he dunks hard. Like he's a great in-game dunker. He is. A I just great don't. I mean, I guess. I, I mean, we don't know. But Ferguson, I mean, he he showed a little bit in L.A. that he can throw down in the middle of a game. I think like that, that also will be the thing that we're like the NBA's like because they're always desperate for guys to get in the dunk contest. Yeah. So I think seeing that, they're like, we need to get first. And then I think he could really actually be in it. Yeah, so. yeah I think so, too. I think he would be really fun. Really um, fun. Jeremy Grant, I just think he's a good yeah. em- emphatic dunker. His I are just, like, hey, I'm, I'm, I've jumped over the rim, and now I'm going to throw it back down into yeah. it. You know, And I'm going to hang on the rim for three hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of, Melo's getting back in the dunking game. He is. It's kind of been awesome. Yeah. Uh, 
I love. I have such a deep love for Carmelo Anthony. All right. Uh, at Derp Derp Dip asks Kevin Love plus Brooklyn pick for Paul George. Yes or no? Well, I think yeah, but there's no Cleveland. Way. Cleveland. Not doing that. No Cleveland. I mean, if you're Cleveland, no way. You get Kevin Love long term, and then with the Brooklyn pick, you get Trey Young. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Would be awesome. Oh my gosh. All right. Uh, Trey Young. The hype train on Trey Young for, for the pros makes me more nervous about him. Uh, he's small, and we've seen some. I've watched OU basketball quite a bit. Yeah, like defenders can get underneath him or under his skin pretty easily. And that West Virginia guard got him. Carter. Yeah, I mean, it also looks like he's forty-five years old. It's like a high school kid playing a YMCA. He'll like, be in the NBA. He's good. Yeah, he's kind of like Marcus Smart, like a poor man's Marcus Smart in college. I like him a lot. Uh, all right, so yeah, sure, but I don't think Cleveland does that. This no next way. one's from Zay Z G Z J Grizzle. I would never speak ill of the King of the Prairie, but how much does Rustbrook actually get hit in the face? <laughs> he does overreact quite a bit, but he, that one he he kind of got a bow to the side of the face. And when you play in slow motion, it doesn't look as probably painful as maybe it really was. Right, but he does get hit. He gets hit in the face quite a bit, um, but he also sells it. And if you're an NBA player you are almost conditioned to sell calls, um, especially if you're a superstar. Like, you yeah. know you have to get to the free throw line to get points for your team. And so you're going to sell calls, and is he always hurting as bad? Probably not. Um, but the way he attacks the rim and is so aggressive, like, he's going to get hit in the face. Um but I don't believe he's ever as badly as hurt, no. as badly hurt as he wants. He to literally think he lays is. down and then gets up like he was shot through the side of his cheek. You're like, okay, right. okay. But I love him and continue to do it, Russ. Because, mm-hmm. but maybe make your free throws. That'd be cool. That'd be great. Uh, would you rather have this? Is from we're going to move on to some fun questions to kind of end our Twitter questions. Uh, this is our enjoyable TQ segment. Segment from Bangelo. Would you rather have the power of X-ray vision or the power to read minds? Read minds. <sighs> I don't want X-ray vision. Do you want to read minds? No, I, the only way I want to be able to read minds is if I can turn it on, turn it off. Like I don't want the what women want. Do you, did you remember that movie? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah, you I don't want to where you, you just can't hear it turn all the time. it off. Then you no, can't I don't want either one of those things. That would be if everything I looked at, I could just see through. Don't want to see that either. <laughs> like what is? Okay. I can't see what's so, in front of me, so but what's... I can see what's behind those three walls. Yeah. What if you could turn on and off x-ray vision? I don't know what I would use it for. Uh-huh. And every time I think about x-ray vision, I think of creepers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. It is very it's very weird. It's a it's a weird power, x-ray vision. I don't know. I guess if you could turn it on and off. I I just honestly like I want no part in reading people's minds. I want no I want none of it. Yeah, no. It's like it would be the biggest letdown ever. Except for maybe okay. I'm in the Thunder locker room, and I can read Russell Westbrook's mind. I don't want that either, man. I want it. That's terrifying. I want it. I'll take that. Yeah, I want to read Stephen Adams' mind. If you didn't see, I don't know how you can find it out there, but ESPN out of all the players to pick, they picked Stephen Adams after the Lakers went to interview. Mm-hmm. It was the most amazing. Did you you didn't get to see it because you were at the game? They I talked, saw it later. Yeah, yeah, they talked about his role when he talked about all this. It was really actually a brilliant response. Uh, the MMA response that one was awesome. <laughs> uh, but he talked about what he does, and he's just like, I, I realize that I do whatever all the little things to help the talent be better. Yeah, and when the talent's better, it rewards you. Mm-hmm. So I was like, great. And then he says, one of the ways you can the Thunder can be more consistent is just remember what got him there. It's like an MMA fighter. If you're a puncher. And you go to grappling and you get one win. You can't all of a sudden think you're a grappler instead of a puncher. Anyway. Yeah. But I would love to read his mind because he they brought up Game of Thrones. He's like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> like, then you watch anime. Like, isn't that yeah. like his big fascination? And they were like, Do you, did you see Star Wars? He's like, no. no. What was funny about the whole thing is that they were so incredibly out of sync with each other. Uh-huh. Like, they were just both, like, interrupting each other. I, I mean, it was just – it was hilarious just because it was – Maybe the worst, like, handled interview by both. Like, you don't know. Like, is this ESPN, like, you know, screwing this up? Or is this Stephen Adams just not knowing what you Yeah, mean? and Jalen and Paul Pierce don't get Stephen Adams. And Michelle Beadle's just giggling the yes, whole time. she, like, is in love with him. I know, And right? they're both like, what's what's wrong with this dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jalen and Paul are like, Stephen Adams may be handicapped. Yeah. <laughs> 
But anyway. Uh, so I don't know, Bangelo. That's a hard question. Mine, if I can just throw in a third, I'd rather be able to just fly. Yeah. That'd be nice. Super speed is mine. Oh, that's good. Like Flash. Yeah. I don't hate it. All right. Next question from at DJ underscore free holies. Which NBA player is most likely to own a bunch of vapes? <laughs> do, you, do you have an answer? <laughs> I just love the question. I don't know. I felt like it was uh, Austin Rivers. I I think. Is that too easy? I don't know. A river. I, I kind of love Austin Rivers now. I think the answer is Evan Fournier. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, Evan Fournier is European. He just smokes straight. He just, <laughs> the only thing I can say if he smoked them with like that old like Corella DeVille yeah. filter on it. <laughs> it's super long. Um, or the answer is JaVale McGee. Probably vapes so much. Yeah, maybe. Has yeah. so many flavored vapes. Yeah. That he's just blowing around the Warriors locker room. For sure. Like a Myers Leonard. Oh, Myers Leonard sucks. <laughs> yeah, but what a big dummy. Not a I mean, I don't mind if you vape and you listen or you're watching, like, hey, we love you. Uh, but I could definitely see somebody like Myers Leonard vaping. Yeah. All right. The last question, and I just wanted to mention this because I didn't know it existed. So trust the void asked this one. As serial experts, is this ridiculous or genius? And it's a box of lucky charms that have been mixed with frosted flakes. And so it's like I guess the brand has actually been made, but it's so it's the basically it's the Flakes of Frosted Flakes and the Marshmallows of Lucky Charms. Is that ridiculous or genius? I think it's kind of genius. I first thought, that's ridiculous. That's a lot of flavor. And I'm like, that's exactly what I want in cereal. If yeah. I don't have to take insulin shots <laughs> after my breakfast cereal, I don't want it. Because like the little, what are the little things that are in Lucky Charms? Like flavorless the, Yeah, the little, little crunchy stars? What are they? I don't know what they are. Like, would you eat a bowl of those? No. The answer is absolutely not. No. You eat a bowl of Frosted Flakes? Heck yeah. Give me the Frosted Flakes. I'll eat those. Combine that with the marshmallows. You take it. Yeah, that's a lot. You take it. And that's you a lot of flavor, though. You take it and you run with it. <laughs> you run with it. And you love you it. You run with it. Hey, you know what else we run with, man? Oklahoma Shirt Company. We do. They just celebrated their five-year anniversary. If you have any apparel needs, these are your people. They do embroidery. They do jerseys. They do T-shirts. They do cups. They do – I mean, I've seen them print on like uh, sweatbands. I mean, they can literally – or embroider on sweatbands. They can do anything you need for your marketing or apparel needs. They also do have their shirt of the month for Oklahoma and Texas. $10 for a shirt that you get at your mailbox every single month. Great themed shirts and uh, 10 bucks plus fees and shipping, and they will hook you up. So go to OklahomaShirtCompany.com. Check them out. Tell them down the dunk sent you. Support the people that support us once again. Andrew, you miffed or peeved? Well, we got to do some, oh, some trade calls. Oh, I didn't know you had trade calls. Well, I asked for some trades. From some people. All right, let's do it. And so I'm scrolling through. There's a couple trades that I think are mildly interesting. Um, hold on. I might have to edit some of this out. You're going to be Sam Presti. Got it. I'm going to be multiple GMs. All right. That I don't know their names. Um, ring, 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 ring. Hello. John Hammond. Hey, John. What's up? Uh, you know, we're not good. <laughs> Surprising. You know what team I am? I'm working on it. Give me a second, John Hammond. Used to be for the Bucks. Um, now I'm in Orlando. Oh yeah, Orlando. That's what I meant. Uh, so yeah, uh, here's here's a deal for There's you. A John Hammond. That's a uh, music singer, by the way. That's the one. Not uh, the same, are you? That's me too. Oh, cool. Yeah, you know. All right, Orlando. What do you got? Doodles. Um, we'll take Alex Sabrinas and Jeremy Grant, and you can take back Jonathan Simmons and Aaron Aflalo. Yes. This is from. Uh, I love uh, Jonathan Simmons at the underscore Sternlicht. I think that's a solid. Is Jonathan Simmons more of a three four. Yes, and he's older too, and so if you, you know, a follow, it's like the follow Grant is like whatever, you know. Yeah. 
But the Alex Abrinas Jonathan Simmons swap is really interesting because then you give them a young shooting shooting guard that can come off the bench and you know be like a poor man's Evan Fournier kind of and maybe even like maybe Evan Fournier is like a decent comp for what yeah. Alex Abrinas could be ultimately like his ceiling. Uh, but bringing in a Jonathan Simmons, I think would really help this team. Yeah. He was. He, I mean, I don't know what he's doing recently, but he was really good for the Magic to he's, start the season. He's cooled off quite yeah. a bit since then. Um, but yeah, I think it's. I think that's that was to me that was the most interesting thing that came across. Yeah, this there's a lot of Bellinelli for Abrinas. Like I got like that four or five times. Um, we talked a little bit about that. Yeah, I just don't like that deal for OKC uh, Thunder Mob has Abrinas and Singler for Bellinelli and Deadman. And so if you can get off Singler's money and bring in Bellinelli and have Dwayne Deadman for, a, you know, at least another season, I think so. Here's that's my, mildly interesting. Let me ask this question. If the Thunder had a backup center, do they actually use him? Depending on who it is. Yeah, they would. They love Grant. They do love Jeremy Grant. Um, I think maybe Grant has to be a part of that deal in order for them to play Dwayne Deadman yeah. some. I think I think that one is interesting just because you can get off Kyle Singler's money and have a guy that's worth something. Yep. Um, but I still don't know that they do that. Um, there's people. There's one Abrinas Patterson Singler for Jordan Clarkson, Julius Randle. The Lakers don't do that um, just because they don't want to be tied up in long term money. No. So any Lakers deal with the Thunder doesn't make sense unless it's expiring. And Thunder don't so have- they can they can offload somebody big. Not somebody big, but they could offload a Randall and then get back two contracts that expire. That's what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the other one. This is from at Kenny Got Game. Okay. Uh, ring, 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 ring. Uh, hello. Steve Mills. Steve Mills. Hi, Sam. Hey. How are you? I'm good. Good. Well, we're going to have to get someone else on the phone here to make this Oh, happen. a three-team trade. We... Um, Hey, uh, Stephanie, can you uh, patch uh, John Hammond in on this deal? Too? All right. I know who John Hammond is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. The Magic and the Knicks. That's good. Um, okay. John Hammond here. Hello, John. Hey, guys. Hey, we got Sam on the line, too, John. Hey, John. Hey, Steve. Oh, hey, Sam. We just talked. Hey, guys. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Great so job. Here's the, here's the deal. Uh we we would like to trade the Thunder Kyle O'Quinn. Okay. Okay. We'll take back the contracts of Jeremy Grant and Josh Hustis. We'll get a crack at them in free agency. Um and then you guys will give Alex Abrinas to the Magic and get back Jonathan Simmons. So you'll be your Jonathan son. Simmons and Kyle O'Quinn for so, Abrinas, Hustis, and Grant, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you say, John? Do you agree? Yeah, I think that's a good deal for us too. Great, <laughs> great. I mean, yeah, that's that'd be an awesome addition. Yeah, I think that's. I think that this is from Kenny. Good, good job, Kenny. That was really that was a really solid three team trade. Um, so I, I I like that one a lot. Uh, there's another one for each one more, like a bring us for each one more. Me. Like I don't, I don't even know if the Pelicans do that because I don't think that he can do. Um, he, I don't think Abrinas can go in there and play the same role that Moore has played yeah. for them. He's been good, uh, and then like Lou Williams or Abrinas, no way. Uh, the entire team for Dion Waiters, uh, I would do that <laughs> in a heartbeat, even though he's out for the rest of the season. Oh man, uh, this is kind of semi-interesting. Paul George and Kyle Singler for Blake Griffin. No. Yeah, and I don't. And LA doesn't do that. No, and, and Paul doesn't really want to. Not that we have to take into account what he wants, but I think if he wanted to go to the Clippers, he'd want to play with Blake. Right. That's exactly the point. Yeah. That's the a hundred. You don't want to gut a team. Yeah. You know. Uh, and that, that was it. Thanks, you. Thanks, uh, yeah, everyone thanks for, the for, trade calls. for sending the the trades, the three teamers. Those the ones that we did were really, really interesting. So good job on those. And now, Jay, are you miffed and are you peeved? Miffed, 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 miffed and peeved. 
so this is a personal one, and it's not really like exciting. So I've been battling like a lower back issue for five yeah. weeks now. Yeah, I can't walk or stand for longer than like five minutes without my leg going numb. And so I had to go get an MRI. Jay. Like I've got to go to a pain management Jay. doctor. I know. It's like, and it was all like either playing basketball related or going to the gym related. So it's like yeah. you do these things to be healthy and then you hurt yourself by that doing sucks. them. And so now I'm just like, I've become sedentary. Like I don't do anything right now. Oh, no. So it sucks. And I'm miffed, majorly miffed and peeved about it. It's the worst. You make me want to stop working out. Don't immediately. do it. Don't do it. <laughs> the issue was is that I put on more weight than my body's supposed to carry. And so like I was muscle like, mass? No, no. The opposite mass. Uh, <laughs> we, you know, we had a rough last semester, and so I ate a lot. Uh, no, but it was one of those things where my body was just getting beat down by having too much weight and doing things that I shouldn't have been doing, and it punished me for it. So can you, like, when you're standing up and preaching, do your, your leg just numb? I have a stool. Okay. I'll okay. sit down on a stool. That's nice. That's which nice. I told, I tell some people and I don't tell others. People are just like, he's lazy. <laughs> <laughs> just stand up, man. Jeez. <laughs> uh, honestly, not super miffed. All right. Last week, I was so like irritable and just mad about everything. Well, it was the jinx conversation and the fun conversation. That made me, I was so mad. But like normally, those things wouldn't make me quite as mad. <laughs> For whatever reason, last week I was just like, oh, like everything's, everything's just got me raging. Uh, I'm feeling good, doing yeah. good. We appreciate all of you guys for listening. I don't. I, I feel like I say it every show, but I don't feel like we say it enough. Like how much it means to us to be able to do this. Yep. Uh, it really is a dream come true for Jay and I, yeah. in particular, because like Jay and I started this from nothing. Uh, and it's just really cool that it has become what it is. So. I went to a birthday party at Dynamo Gymnastics over on Hefner Rockwell. Yeah. And we we missed the turn into Dynamo and turned at the next one, which is the uh, Jimmy's, Jimmy's egg, egg, to where Down the Dunk started. That's where it all started. And to started. think that, gosh, what, six years, five years later? Yeah, five and a half years. Yeah. Five and a half years later that we're still doing it and people listen. It just means the world. And so appreciate you. Thanks for listening. And, uh, yeah. We're Gene Bede. We're Gene Bede. For all of you. <laughs> Have a great Friday. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. <laughs>